What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Rausch. In this episode, I interview Mike Singer. He's a journalism major here in the school, and he's heavily involved in student media. This show was produced by Santino Mayoni, who is also a student here in the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So, quick question uh, to start off. You are involved with three different student media organizations. How do you sleep? Um, oh, how do I sleep? I, I really don't. <laughs> and I actually just brought in my coffee with me, and that's basically what gets me through the day. All right. Um, so how do you manage all three of those jobs uh, while going to school and taking classes and doing your classwork at the same time? Um, usually I start doing the student media part after my classes are over and after the homework's done because I've kind of made my schedule where I have time right after uh, all my classes where I'm able to get as much work as, as humanly possible done. Okay. All right. Let's, let's dig into some of these uh, jobs. For QBSN, you're the online editor. You're also a broadcaster and contributor. What does that all involve? So with the online editor aspect, it's me and um, my partner, Noah Epstein. We sit down and we edit every article that comes in um, after a game that one of the uh, one of the writers will write. They'll send it to us, and we make sure it's all grammatically correct. It makes sense. And then once that's done, we post it on the QBSN.com website. Okay. And we're talking both print stories and uh, video stories or just print stories? Just print stories. We have um, the print stories that are online because we actually have a magazine, which is yeah. covered um, by two other people on our e-board. Okay. And for Q30, you're an associate producer for Bobcat Breakdown. What is Bobcat Breakdown? Bobcat Breakdown is a um, a debate-style show. We have an analyst. We have two analysts and then a host, and we, we throw them some questions. They'll, they'll debate it, and it's a really intense show. Um, I actually started half of the semester uh, at the halfway point of the spring semester. Something happened where they – they needed an extra associate producer, so I, I basically said my, my crash course was it was the bottom of the ninth inning, Game 7 of the World Series, and they called in a pitcher to close out the game very cold, and my crash course was here's six weeks, learn everything. Nice. And what are some of the topics that are debated? Are these Quinnipiac sports topics or are these really anything? Uh, these are Quinnipiac sports topics, so it okay. could be how far the men's team is going to make it in the ECAC or anything, basically, is up for debate. Okay. And then last but not least, you are the music manager for WQAQ, which is the student radio station. What does that all involve? So we get sent, um, my partner Jen and I, Jen Molia, we get sent music, we get to sample it, and we can distribute it to all the shows on WQAQ. Whether they like it, they can play it, and it gets uploaded to our um, our giant soundboard, and anyone that has a music show, or any show in general, will be able to play it. And we're, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, sneak peek, we're, we're starting to do more live events, so I've reached out to the Toyota Oakdale Theater try to see if they want a photographer to come in. I actually emailed them about Alice Cooper, who's going to be there on the 18th. I love doing live photography, and Jen 
has done so much interviews with her show that we are going to start teaming up and trying to um, get her name out there a little more. All right. I, I know Jen's genre is heavy metal. Right. What is your genre? What is your favorite type of music? I would say a little more classic rock, maybe as heavy as it will go is um, 80s, 80s metal. 80s metal. Uh, like who? Ooh, my, my favorite two bands at the moment are Kiss. I'm a diehard Kiss fan. And then the Black Crows. All right. See, I would, I would say the Kiss. Kiss is 70s to me. Okay. But that's when they started and that's when I first heard them. Okay. One of the one of my all-time favorite concerts, though, was a KISS concert New Year's Eve in Atlanta. It was either New Year's Eve 83 or New Year's Eve 84. I can't remember when. And a friend of mine who was a KISS fan had an extra ticket, and I went with them. I was not a KISS fan, and I was blown away. They put on a show. They are the best live show that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that, I would say they're one of my top five uh, live shows. Can I ask what are your top five? Uh, live shows? Yeah. Well, I, uh, I've i seen Bruce Springsteen twice. Twice in one week, actually. Really? Yeah. And so that was and that was the Born in the USA tour. And he goes for three and a half, four hours. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty intense. I've seen – I'm going to go with the bands that I've seen at least twice, okay? Okay. Uh, I've seen U2 twice – 25 years apart wow and the last time was when they did the 30th anniversary of the joshua tree okay that's a great album yeah um this one this one may throw you off but i've seen blondie twice really (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and she's a good show i've heard i wanted to see her and then yeah by the time i moved in and everything she's yeah and and then uh uh, I'm gonna go way back. This is this is a group that no longer performs, but the the lead singer uh, has gone on to other things. But the Stray Cats, okay, from, from the 1980s, uh, kind of a rockabilly thing. They came to my university when I was a college student when they were probably at the height of their popularity, and it was just an awesome, fun show. Okay. So. Wow, the Stray Cats! I know like one of their songs. <laughs> I know they're they're not they're kind of you would put them under rock, right? Rockabilly. Okay, rockabilly. Yeah. So, uh, so of those three student media jobs that you have, what's your favorite one? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh, my favorite one. I like all three of them equally because they all bring out different aspects. Uh, WQAQ is more hands-on. We're kind of we call ourselves like the, the redheaded stepchild. We're always doing our own thing. We're upstairs. We're not in the media suite, and we kind of are given an oyster, and it's just the world is your oyster. You go and do whatever you can with it. Uh, w uh, not WQAQ, excuse me. QBSN is more uh, sports. You get to show off maybe your personality a little more on air, which I appreciate. And in Q30, um more behind the scenes work so it's a lot more structured and technical which i would prefer something that's more structural so each aspect of student media that i'm involved in has stuff that i enjoy equally okay um i'm sorry i've just been fascinated by the black crows now that i'm looking at your shirt and i have shake your money maker now in my mind 
I saw them at Asbury Park this past summer, and they are on the, – the Robinson Brothers are back yeah. together for, like, the seventh or eighth time already. Yeah. And they played the entire record from start to finish, and then they did – To shake the Moneymaker album. Yeah, and then nice. they did a couple of hits um, couple right after, like, seven yeah. or eight other songs after. Yeah. And I actually always put them off for some reason. I was like, I know they're two songs. They're all right. And I listened to them last spring, and I was like, oh, my God, these guys are – awesome and then in about february tickets went on sale and i'm like all right i'll do it 80 bucks that's fine and then they shot up they kept getting more expensive and the day of the show i'm sitting out there like a young dumb kid that i am five hours before the show starts (laughs) i'm out there in the boiling sun i have like the worst farmer's tan line and i will not leave the spot and they're the (laughs) second best concert i've ever seen what so what's your best concert the first time I saw Kiss, I saw them at okay. Madison Square Garden. Okay. And my father and I did the whole the whole face paint. He went as Gene. I went as Ace. We're in the city, and we're driving in over the GW Bridge, and people are giving us these, like, weird looks. Like, what are these guys <laughs> up to? And we finally get out, and there's a, uh, a restaurant called Hummus and Pito. We park right outside, and people are still giving us these looks like, what are these people doing? So I go, Dad feel really stupid we might have to take this off and he goes no trust me we're gonna rock it we're walking down and then people start taking their phones and doing this oh yeah and i, and I point to him and i go there's a camera so he starts doing the gene simmons with the tongue, with the tongue out, out and he starts doing the horns and i'm like this is awesome <laughs> they're at dinner we're sitting at the window and people are coming up taking selfies with us and then we get to the garden and not one person didn't have face paint. i was like oh these are my people i'm like this is the kiss army right now <laughs> all right favorite kiss song uh, oh, you really put me on the spot. Favorite Kiss song? I, I go through all these different phases. So right now, uh, War Machine off 1982's Creatures of the Night album. I am a diehard 80s fan, and that was kind of, for me, the first record I actually listened to. And I first listened with my eyes, and then I kind of put all the makeup aside and listened to their music. I'm like, this is a hard rocking song. They're great musicians, in my opinion. Depends on who you ask. Um, and that was just the first song I listened to. I'm like, these guys are not all glitzy, glammy makeup. They can do harder rock songs. And live, it's awesome. That yeah. song, live. See, what I was impressed with when I saw them was their whole encore was not their music. It was like Beatles songs. Really? And that's what blew me away was that it made me realize, okay, these guys are not just an act. They are musicians, and they can really do anything. They, I read all four of their autobiographies, and all they talk about is Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. Like, those were their guys. Yeah. And I've seen videos of them playing Beatles songs, and they never really do that anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I, I wish I saw that. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Detroit Rock City. It's a great song. Um, but it stuck in my mind because last month I was in Detroit and went to a Tigers game, and they played it. At really? The stadium. <laughs> but I'm going to say all-time best song for anybody in the Kiss band is New York Groove. My favorite song. I'm a diehard Ace Frehley fan. Okay. All right. So we got that going for us. Yes. All right. <laughs> Mike, how did you get to Quinnipiac? What, what attracted you to, to come here? I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Pat Flatley. He, um, Him and I grew up in the same town. I actually was on the same varsity ice hockey team as he was. I missed him by a year, but I played with his younger brother, and I'd see 
him ripping all the Quinnipiac merch during practice and whatnot. And I eventually looked into the school a little bit and I found out they have a great communications program. And I started looking into it a little more. And Pat Flatley, so I think my junior year, maybe my sophomore year, sold me on the school. He goes, you got to come up. You got to see the school sometime. It's great. They have the best hockey team in the world. And that instantly clicked in my mind. I'm like, oh, they got they got great hockey. Awesome. You already sold me right there. And now um, a little connection. I live on York Hill now, so I'm just a little walk away from the People's United Center, which I'm telling all my roommates that's my new residency in the winter because I'll be living up there about five days a week doing QBSN and other student media-related stuff. Uh, did you consider any other schools? Very briefly, um, I considered BU, but I was very young and didn't um, realize how much that school cost. It was just out of the reach. It was a reach school, and I eventually realized that I'm also much more of a homebody. I like being able to access home if I need to. I'm only an hour away. And I'm like, instead of going all the way three hours, I could be an hour where I know so many people before even coming to the school that I'm buddies with, and they're all telling me to come and check the school out. And I took a tour during COVID, and I'm like, this is the most beautiful campus. Someone said yesterday, it's like a golf resort. And I was like, they're absolutely (laughs) right. I'll be honest with you. I've been on other college campuses that I think are prettier. Okay. But I think what Quinnipiac has going for it is the surrounding area. The fact that we have Sleeping Giant National Park across the street and then that lake over by Arts and Sciences. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that in, if you want to just confine it to the campus, I think I've seen maybe two campuses that are prettier. Okay. But one is in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Ooh, a, l- a little far, a tad bit far, a, l- a little far. So, but but I digress. Mike, what do you, what do you want to do after you graduate? I realize you've got a couple years left here at Quinnipiac, um, but but what's a career goal? If you started thinking about what you want to do post graduation, I would th- the number one goal at the moment would be I would love to be the next Doc Emmerich, NBC Sports or ESPN, calling every professional national hockey league game he can get his hands on i sat at my tv when i was like 12 playing video games acting as if i was doc emmerich just commentating my nhl 2012 video game so that has always been the career goal for me i also love the writing aspect as well so a a close second would be maybe a um a journalist covering uh the islanders the rangers whatever team for whatever major uh, newspaper online publications there are. I never, I, I've been taught to never leave a door closed. Always leave your options open because unless you don't try it, you don't know if you don't like it yet. Okay. And favorite hockey team since you mentioned hockey? Oh, the Boston Bruins. All right. And uh, just to dig in a little bit deeper, favorite current Bruin and why? Favorite current Bruin, uh, definitely Patrice Bergeron. Okay, who is coming back. Yes, thankfully for the Bruins faithful. We're all happy about that because you never hear a bad thing about the guy. Every time, even the most anti-Boston Bruins player that plays in Montreal, they will never say a bad thing about him. He's always the nicest, friendliest guy on the ice and off the ice. He's super charitable. He's always willing to take pictures and do charity events, and he's just someone you would want to role model after. 
All right, I'm not going to disagree with you that Patrice Bergeron is probably the nicest guy in the entire NHL. But is that really what you want in a hockey player? Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to go with the liquor. When you lick somebody's face... That's Brad Marchand. ...on the ice, that's getting under your opponent's skin. I would, Yeah, I would agree. Um, <laughs> Boston was never known to play very nice, even now. But there's a reason he's the captain. There's a reason he is the captain. There's a reason Marchand is not the captain. Exactly, yeah. I can only imagine why. There's a reason Marshawn's nose looks like it's been broken six times. I mean, if you played against him, you'd probably want to break his nose, too. And I bet uh, I don't even think he argues that he goes, yeah, I probably deserved it. Yeah. All right, Mike, we're almost out of time. What do you what do you like most about Quinnipiac? And, and what what is the one thing that we could improve on? Give me give me some constructive criticism here. I think the one thing that. The question was what I like, right? What you like. I think what I like is the the team mentality, especially in student media. No one's trying to make you fail. Everyone is, if you have a problem, I'm in the foxhole with you. Let's figure this out together. I'll help you no matter what that almost family-like mentality that everyone has from students, advisors, and uh, teachers as well. I, I love that mentality. The... One thing I think we could improve on is bringing home a NCAA national championship <laughs> in ice hockey this year. That's nothing I have control over. I know. I um, <laughs> Put me on the spot. I think the one thing is maybe during class if we cannot have um, the construction going on. That's a bit <laughs> of a uh, distraction. That's a, that's a fair point. But, but construction means progress. That is true. Yeah. All right, Mike, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Uncommon Grounds. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. That was my interview with Mike Singer, who is a journalism student here in the School of Communications who is involved with student media. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rauch. I'm the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. This show is produced by Santino Maioni, who also does the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcasts. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening. <laughs>